Hello and welcome to Five A Day with Jay. I am your host, J.R. Murdoch. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you this afternoon? Decided to go ahead and do some recording early. Again, I apologize to those that get the notification that, hey, Murdoch is live streaming and you're like, wait, what the heck? Why aren't you on a schedule? We're learning this. We're figuring it out. I'm scheduling this immediately after I'm done with work for the day so that I can get on with other things. That way I have the rest of the evening to do whatever I need to do. Make dinner, write, take care of some books. That way this is done over. I'm going to try and do these earlier in the afternoon. That's kind of my plan right now is to get done with work, sitting at the work computer, turn, boom, get to the writing computer, do the five day with Jay, get everything uploaded and be done. That way, after 5 o'clock, I have the rest of the evening to do whatever I need to do. Spend time with the missus, go grocery shopping, life things, or writing things. Last night, finished the first chapter of Jack Kane, book three. Oh my gosh. So much fun getting back into that character's head. Jack Kane is an interesting character. One thing I will say for those who are fans of the series, my writing style has changed. For people that are even fans of VNA shipping or fans of Giant Robot Planetary Competition or fan of any of my novels, my writing style over the years has changed. I feel, as I've said many, many times, that you cannot get worse the more you practice something, the more you study something. I have been reading. I have been reading books. I have been reading short stories. I have been reading a lot of short stories. I've been reading comic books. I have been reading the back of shampoo bottles. If I can get my hands on it, I'm reading it. That's just what I'm doing right now. And when it comes to writing, I'm, I'm back in it. I'm back in the game. But my writing, even in some of the later books, Almost Superheroes, is a different writing style than the first VNA shipping book. It's just a natural evolution of a writer's career. A writer's style will change over time. If you go back and read some of Scott Sigler's early work and read some of his latter work, his style has definitely changed significantly over the years. Even from book to book, you can see where his style has changed. It's a natural evolution. Look at any band you enjoy listening to. A lot of people, they listen to a band and Let's take Black Sabbath. Some people, they only ever listen to the Ozzy era of Black Sabbath. Some only listen to the Dio era of Black Sabbath. There's different eras of Black Sabbath all up and down the map. Some people focus on one era. Some people love the whole breadth and width of whatever they've developed. They enjoy it. These things happen. Bands change and evolve just like writers change and evolve. Artists, painters change and evolve. You try different things. You see what you enjoy, what works. Your brain changes as you get older and your style will change as you get older. That's just a natural evolution of an artist, any artist. And the more you practice your art, the more you refine your art, the better you're going to get at it. That's, again, you can't get worse. If you're practicing every day or regularly, and you're studying and learning more about your craft, you're going to get better. I really feel that what I'm writing in Jack Kane is some of the best writing I've ever done. I'm excited about that. I know I need to go back and do some cleanup work on the chapter. I'm waiting for Mike Plusted to see what he thinks about the first chapter, see if he likes where it's going. 
one of the things I did mention is a lot of my books, the characters talk a lot. This first chapter in Jack Kane, one of the things I tried to do was, because Jack is by himself, limit the dialogue. Let's see where it goes. If I limit the dialogue, because Jack is by himself in his in the yard working on something, let's just spend some time in Jack's head. And it was fun. It was fun. Yes, there is conversation and interaction with Betsy and Betsy's father in the chapter. Moving things right along. Things with Jack Kane book, they just, they progress quickly. Just the way the books are. They're fun. They're fun that way. Because they just, I love all of my books. The action just keeps on churning away. Rarely will you read one of my books and things just come to a dead stop. That's not the way I write. That's not the way my books read. My books are literary candy. You read a chapter and you're like, okay, that was quick. Let me read another one. Okay, that was quick. Let me read another one. That's deliberate. That's by design. I've done that throughout my entire career. Some of my chapters in my earlier books are 500 words long because that's all they needed to be. Some of them are 3,000 words long. But I rarely go beyond that because I'm looking at doing something with each chapter. I'm also changing point of view with each chapter. With Jack Kane, each chapter is a different point of view. Jack Kane is chapter one. Felonius, perhaps Bennington, perhaps Lenny and Squiggy, they're going to be chapter two. I don't know where Mike's going to go with it. That's the fun of this. As I said, even when it comes to plotting, I saw someone the other day, they're like, oh man, I'm trying to plot and it's just driving me insane. Perhaps just sit down and spend some time writing. Let the, figure out the beginning, figure out the end. Vaguely know where you want to go through the middle, but let the story get from the beginning to the end on its own. Sometimes the journey is just as much fun as the ending. I've written journey books before where I've written journey short stories before and people got mad at me because there was no resolution at the end of the short story. That wasn't the point of the short story. The point of the short story was the character's mental process to come to the decision they came to. What drew them to make that decision? And once they made the decision, the story was over. In my mind, that was it. It was done. There was no nowhere else to go with that one. Yes, it could have been a full novel exploring everything the character did after making that decision. But the point of the short story was the decision. To me, that was the goal. That was the goal of the story was the character's evolution at that point was, was done and the character had moved on. A lot of people were frustrated with that short story. I get it. There was something I introduced that the character went to. I I thought it was fascinating when I wrote it. People thought it was fascinating when they read it. And I stopped. I stopped writing. It was over. Like I said, to, to me, the story was done. When I wrote that short story, I believe it was a year or two after I'd finished reading Dark Tower. And when Roland got to the Dark Tower... And the book ended. People were mad. And Stephen King said the exact same thing I said about my short story. It was about the journey. It was never about the destination. It was always about the journey. And it was over. And there were, I don't remember if it was 
two or three chapters, like 30 pages after the end of the book where Stephen King said, this is it. The story is over. But if you need some closure, here are some additional pages that will hopefully tide you over and explain a little bit more. But the story ended over there, not over here. The movie, same thing. The movie is different from the books. But if you read the books, the movie made a lot of sense. A lot of people hated the movie. A lot of people hated the books because they spent thousands and thousands of pages to get to that point and went, that's it? That's all? If you got to that point and you said that, you missed the entire point of the journey. You you missed everything along the way. I'm not saying go back and reread it. I realize Stephen King has some very dense books that do have an ending, but a lot of them have a very muddled middle. And that's because Stephen King is very much a discovery writer. The Stand. Some people absolutely love The Stand. But Stephen King was so high on cocaine when he wrote it that when he got to the middle of the book, he was like, wait, wait, this isn't what's supposed to happen. Why are they rebuilding society? Boom, bomb. Now let's move on and get back to where we we're supposed to be going and doing what we we're supposed to be doing. Again, he's he's a discovery writer. That's what you do. You, you know the beginning, you know the end. You're trying to get from the beginning to the end. It's really that simple. A lot of people stress trying to make sure they're hitting every beat along the way of their story. I don't. I, the characters are going to do what the characters are going to do in my books. Sometimes I have control over what they do and what they say. But there are times when I get into, some people call it a writer's flow. When I when words are flowing from my fingers, I don't care about grammar. I don't care about spelling. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is Oh my gosh, here comes the story. That's what happened last night with Jack Kane. The first night, Monday, I wrote probably about three or four hundred words, and they felt forced. Last night, I went through those first 300 words, threw them all out, threw them out, started over, wrote almost 2,000 words. Just probably in, in uh, between an hour and an hour and a half, I wrote all those words. They just, they just came around as felt right. The second time through, it felt right when I wrote that chapter. And now I'm back in the headspace of Jack Kane and I'm ready to plug on forward and move this. The only things that slowed me down last night was I needed to look up who was the president in that era. I needed to look up who was the mayor and I needed to look up some training information that I needed to include. If you're in flow, Insert train information here. Find president's name. Find mayor's name. And write. I should have just kept on plugging away. But for me, I got to a point where it's like, okay, I need to know this individual's name in order to keep going forward. I know exactly where it is. Don't got it. Took me two seconds to look up. I had no desire to do any other research other than look up a name. If you need to research how a combustion engine works so you can include it in your story you could very easily fall down a rabbit hole. 
I don't recommend that. I recommend putting in asterisks, braces, something, insert research here, and then come back to it and continue to write as if you've already done that research. When a reader comes through, they're not going to know that you inserted it later unless you do like Dan Brown did in mm -hmm. Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons, there were a couple of sections that just, why is that there? You get later in the story and it's like, oh, he wrote himself into a corner. Now he's out of that corner because he inserted something else into the story. But it wasn't research. I'm sure Dan Brown did a significant amount of research into what he was doing before he wrote that book. He had plot issues that he needed to correct and did some correction. If you're doing research and you're inserting research, unless the research is core to your story and plays a major part, put it in later. If you need to do that research, do it before you start writing. Don't do it in the middle of your writing. That's my suggestion. If you can plow through and you're in and you're cranking out some words, just keep on cranking out the words and go for it. Get it done. It's fun that way. At any rate, speaking of getting things done, I'm going to go get myself some dinner. I'm going to get some writing done. I'm going to go spend some time with the missus. This has been Five a Day with Jay. I've been Jay. You have been awesome. Until next time. <laughs>